you know, going back to basics, something we always talk about all the time. And I actually went back to basics myself. And I want to share with you guys on what happened. You know, I've kind of removed myself from sales and I've not really doing that. You know, you're doing the manager's role. It was kind of on a total side topic. People ask me what my title is now. And I say head janitor. I don't like titles of president or vice president or all that. So they asked me, they go, what is, what's your job? I said, head janitor. My job is to clean up all the messes. And every once in a while, I'll stock toilet paper in the bathrooms, you know, and that's what I do now. And so when I say back to basics for me, my original roots was selling. I've always been a salesman. I've always been able to go into a room and meet people, find their needs, and then give them the product that best fits their needs. And so selling to me is the basics, just bare bones basics. That's what I always do in a program with. So last week, we have a new sales rep at one of my companies, and they had to go out on a sales call. And they said, hey, can you come with me and can you help me go through this? And I, for me, I was excited. I was like, oh, I get to go back out in the field. And so I said, yes. So we took off and ironically, it was a, um, a client's meeting was Long Beach. Uh, it was in Long Beach, California. And it's two hours away from us. And so for us, it was a great time for me to really teach some points, have some open-ended questions and have kind of almost a roundtable discussion on the drive up to the sale. So she sits shotgun in the car and I'm sitting there talking and I said, okay, well, what do you hope to accomplish with this meeting? And she goes, well, sell them a sign. And I said, well, that's a little too basic. What are you hoping to accomplish? And so she started to say that look at me. She goes, well, I really don't know. And she, you, you could tell that she was not fully awake. The coffee hadn't kicked in yet. And she was just trying to give me the answer I want to hear so she can go back to her daydreaming or what was happening. And I wouldn't let her. There's no way. And so we kept poking and prodding and poking. And I finally said, if you don't know what you're going to accomplish here in this meeting, this meeting is going to be a waste of time for everybody. So you have to have a game plan going into the meeting. What are you hoping to accomplish? So she sat there for a little bit and she goes, well, I want to understand their needs. And I was like, perfect. Number one, hands down the number one thing, what are their needs? And so I started thinking about that more. And I was like, you know what? I haven't talked about the basics of selling to her. I need to walk her through that. And then after it was done, I said, you know what? This is actually a good podcast. I should be talking about this, the basics of selling just in general of what's going to happen. So we, we go up there, we get to the meeting and I said, this is the key to what the client needs. Now I'm going to tell you that I'd say almost 50, 50, sadly been in sales long enough that 50% of the time your client knows exactly what they need. And 50% of the time, their client does not know what they need, and they will ask you for something that they don't need because they've heard it and they think it's a buzzword. So your job is to really dive into what they're trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish, and then figure out how you're going to help them. So in this particular case, we went up there and I said, what is the name of the business that you're opening up? And I believe it was Celevate. Cell, C-E-L-L, like cells on your skin. Celevate. So elevate your cell, your, your body. And that was the name of their brand. And I don't know if that's their, their phone, so don't quote me on that. Well, they're opening up a new uh, store in Long Beach. And so I said, what, what does your store do? What does it provide? What, what service can people find? And he says, well, we want to um, teach Wim, Wim Hof style of breathing, uh, do some, some mantras and breathing techniques. And he used the word mantra, and I'm just repeating that. I really have no idea how that word mantra equals this, but I think it's a whole new world of breathing techniques that I'm not aware of. And he goes, and then we have another locker rooms area 
And then there's a, a cold plunge, but it's a community cold plunge. You can fit up to 12 people inside of this cold plunge. And he goes, we're going to keep it at 36 degrees. And then we have a community uh, sauna with all the red infrared saunas. And so they can come in, do a cold plunge, go into the sauna, warm themselves up and leave. And it'll fire off a bunch of really good, healthy benefits inside of your skin. And I said, okay, so when I walk in, what do I see? And they said, oh, well, when you walk in, here's going to be our booth, our, our little table here. The receptionist will take you in, um, you know, take your money if you don't have a monthly subscription and go through them. I said, okay, so you can have one-time buys and you can have a monthly subscription. He said, yes. And I said, okay, so now that I'm here and I've paid, where do I go? What do I see? Because we like to have some flowers here and some plants. And I said, okay, so very peaceful, very organic. And he says, yep. And then he goes, turns over to the right and he says, okay, so now over here we're going to walk through and this is where it's going to be a dark room. And I want to have our logo shine on the wall. And then once the logo's done shining on the wall, then I want to head and uh, be able to shut that off and have people breathe in a dark area where they're just, you know, their eyes are closed and they're working on it. And I said, okay, so I got this experience. Now what happens? So meanwhile, the whole time he is explaining how he's going to lay out his office, how the, the person's experience is there. And I'm asking all the same questions. What is the experience of that patron? What are they going to feel? What is their vibe? As we got done with that, and as we got done meeting, I actually let him talk for almost an hour. He walked me through everything. He was very excited about it. And of course, I geek out on business, so I was excited too. And uh, we get done, and I said, okay, I know exactly what you need, and I walked him through it. We need a sign that's really high up on the building to get people off the street because he set back quite a far off the main drag. But he's on PCH, which is Pacific Coast Highway, which is a really good street to be on. It's very, very busy. So get big sign up top to get them off PCH. And then when they get out of their cars, you know, we got to get them somehow to the front door and then tell them that, hey, this is the front door walk through here and then set that mood and that experience there. And so um, we walked him through what he needs. And so those I just kind of touched on it briefly just now. But at the end of this podcast, I'm going to go back and teach you the four things of what a sign does. This has been one of my tricks of the trade. So at the end, um, I will tell you what those four things are. And please use it in your sales pitches if you're selling signs or even for awnings. And it's going to make your life a lot easier. But we get done with the meeting and I tell him what he needs. And I walk it through and he's just sitting there. His eyes are wide open. And he goes, man, that's exact. Oh, you, you like took my vision out of my head. and You just told me what it's going to be. And I'm, I'm so pumped. And this is going to be great. And I said, and if I were you, a secondary revenue source would be a community where they can talk or they can eat. If you were to sell, you know, high end smoothies that are good for your body, have like a little patio area outside so they can hang out and just rest afterwards because, you know, you put them in a really good Zen zone. Why just kick them out to the curb? Why don't you have them in a seating area? He goes, that's a great idea. He goes, I didn't even thought of that. And he's moving on and doing great ideas. And, uh, you know, we're going through it all because let's, let's wind, wind it back all because we asked, what are we trying to accomplish in the first meeting? And what we're trying to accomplish is what does the client need? Get him to talk about himself, get him to talk about the business. He goes off, he explains what he's trying to do, and then we can interject what's best for us. When you're doing sales, you have so many different pieces at your fingertips. You have, you know, you're going into battle, right? If you're going to go into battle, you have your choice of a gun, a bow and arrow, a rock, a sling. You have all these different uh, things at your fingertips. When you go into sales, it's no different. You have this style of selling, which is pushy. You have this style of sign that you can give them. You have this style that there's so many things you're, you're um, at your fingertips. It's your job to bring them all together and give a nice, concise answer to your client. That's literally what you're being paid for. And 
it worked out really well because this guy talked a lot. Um, my new sales recruit, she learned a lot on it. She goes, I never would have done this. I would have walked up and said, what type of sign do you need? And just made it a real short thing. But what was very interesting about all of it was he was endeared to us because we gave him A, ideas, B, brought his vision to life without him telling us what it was, all because we asked questions. So I do find it really encouraging and really fun to go back out there, meet face to face and be able to, you know, see the client. I do not think COVID, I do not think that um, being stuck behind computers and Zoom meetings are the answer. I still think face-to-face -face interaction, the handshake is the best way where you can sit down and really listen to the vision of what your customers are having so you can help them get there a little bit faster. You know, uh, um, in the end, for you doing sales, there's four things that you're going to do and you're going to do them in this order. Number one, you're going to sell yourself. They have to like you. Picture somebody that you really like. I don't care if it's your spouse or your best friend. That's the fine. But picture somebody you really like. Do you want to do business with that person? Yes, because you like them. You trust them. Your best interests are their best interests. Now picture somebody that you don't like. Do you want to work with them? No, you don't. You want to get far away from them as physically possible as soon as possible. They don't match your core beliefs, your core principles. They don't match what you're trying to accomplish. You don't want anything to do with them. They're just not a good, a good fit for you. If you're going to do any type of sales, you have to be a good fit for the person you're talking to. So you have to sell yourself. You have to have them like you. You have to be likable. I don't care how intelligent you are, how smart you are. doesn't matter. Your product prowess is not going to get you through that door if they don't like you. So step one in selling, no matter what, sell yourself, make sure that you're a friend of theirs and their interests are your interests. So number one, sell yourself. If you can't do number one, the rest of these three are worthless because they're never going to buy from you. But if you accomplish number one, then you're going to move on to number two. Sell the company you're selling for. Explain to them how, how they've been around forever. They've been through the trials. This is nothing new to them. This is going to be an easy project because the company's been around and the longevity of it. Perfect example. If you walk up and go, hi, my name's Aaron. I represent Integrated Signs. I've been around for 41 years, blah, 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 blah. They're going to tune out. They're just going to shut off immediately and it's going to be painful and boring. But if I go, hey, how you doing? Can you tell me what you're trying to do here? Let them talk for a little bit and go, oh, <clears throat> I've seen this. I've seen this before. You know, we've been around 41 years. I mean, it's a long time. So yeah, but this is a good idea. We've seen it work before. Continue and you just sprinkle in all the information throughout the conversation, it's going to give them a real sense of security that that company's been around, they're gonna take care of them. There's nothing worse than hiring somebody, they get there on day one, and they go, oh, never seen this before. All your confidence is gone. You have no idea. If you just hired somebody and they just started yesterday, you want somebody with experience so they are an expert in their field. So after you sell yourself, you're going to want to sell the company. If they like you and the company's been around for a long time, usually your selling is done and just give them a good product and, you're, and it's over with. Usually if you do number one and number two very, very well, number three and number four are never going to come into play. And I will proudly pat myself on the back to say, 
I've never gotten a number four and very rarely have I gotten a number three. Number one, sell yourself. Number two, sell the company. Number three, sell the product. If they aren't sold on you and they aren't sold on the company, they're going to dive into the product and make sure the product is good enough for what they want. So in my particular case, what thickness grade of metal are we using? What type of LEDs are we going to use? What type of craftsmanship are we going to use? Are we going to weld it? Are we going to glue it? They're going to start diving into the actual product. You know, for my software company, who programs it? How is it saved? Where is the information kept? What is happening here? They're going to keep poking at the product, trying to find weak points in it. And if they find a weak point, it may be too much of a weak point and they don't want to purchase. But they're looking at the product themselves. But if they like you and they like the company, the product's going to fall right in line and say, well, the company built the product, so we're in good shape. We don't need it. So you have failed at number one or number two if you are now talking about number three in great detail. They might want to talk about number three, the product, just for a little second, just to check their own box that they asked about it. But in all honesty, in their head, they're already sold if you did one and two correctly. Number four, the dreaded area, the price. If you are talking about number four, the price, and they're beating you up on the price, that means they really don't care about you. They don't care about the company and they don't care about the product. They just want a deal. Now there's ways to handle it. If you know this client is kind of a bargainer and they feel that they haven't won or they got taken, if they haven't bargained, then you can always mark up the proposal a little bit and put a discount on there to give them to look like they've won. You can also make sure that you didn't go at the lowest wholesale number possible. So there's a little bit of room to uh, negotiate with so that you can feel like they've won. But if you're talking about the price that they don't value the first three things, which means you need to change your sales pitch. You need to change how you're presenting yourself and presenting your company. And so they don't have, so they have it. So those four things are paramount in any salesperson's world, regardless of what you're doing. Even if the gentleman over at Best Buy, when he walks in, he has to sell himself. I already sold the company, so that's an easy one. And now he just has to give me the right product that I'm looking for. Very rarely is he ever going to go to price. And most people know that you can't haggle with Best Buy, so you're not going to go there. But every sales rep, no matter where you're at and what industry you're in, are going to go through these four steps. So back to basics is what I enjoyed so much last week. I got to go on a sales call. I got to have it. Now, did I upsell the client? Well, yes, I'm a good salesman. Of course I did. Are they going to get all the information that they need and then some? Yes, they are. Did I make their place look awesome? Yes, most definitely we did. And I think he's going to do really well. In fact, to be honest with you, I think he's going to do so well that I might actually pick up one of his franchises here in San Diego. So I actually think it's going to do really well. I really think that he's he's targeting an audience that's needed. Uh, so I'm very excited to take this off and watch it grow. But, you know, there might be a, a celebrate here in San Diego here in the next year or so. So back to basics. I had a blast. I had a lot of fun. I want to share it with you guys and my four things. Now, I did promise. Uh, if you're selling signs, the four things that I do to really ram it home. So I'm going to go and share that with you here. Number one. Well, I should start back. What does a sign do for you? What does a sign do for you? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, signs do four things for you. Number one, a sign is an advertising instrument. It advertises your name and get your name out to the public. Number two, it's a location finder. I'm driving in my car. Where's the building? It's a location finder. Number three, it's a direction finder. I'm out of my car. Where's the front door? And number four, it sets the mood. So if you have block red letters, 
you're probably just selling something of quick merchandise that they're buying in and out. If you have, you know, a Margaritaville or you have palm trees and lights and all kinds of big, big sign, they're selling fun on the other side of that sign when you go inside that building. They're setting the mood. So your sign is going to set the mood for your clients. But careful where you position it on your building. Because I will tell you, I had one client where they positioned on the side of their building because it was near a freeway and had great visibility. But there was a service door right there on the side of the building, but it happened to fall right underneath the sign. They said every day, eight to 10 people knock on that door trying to get in that establishment because they think that's the front door. Because a sign subconsciously told them there's where the front door is. So when you do your sales, incorporate those four things into it if you're selling a sign. Um, it's gotten me a lot of business and I'm sure it will for you guys. But in the basic, back to basics, it was a lot of fun going out and doing sales. And to be honest with you, uh, I think I might do it a little bit more often. I just really enjoyed it. You guys take care of yourself.